I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Please be advised that Six Degrees of Reality TV contains explicit language. Hi and welcome to Six Degrees of Reality TV, the podcast where two MFAs try to figure out what the hell is happening on our screens. My name is Amy and I hold an MFA in creative nonfiction. And my name is Leslie and I hold an MFA in creative writing fiction. And together we are trying to uncover what it means to fall in love on reality TV. Hi everyone, welcome to Six Degrees of Reality TV. My name is Amy and I am your co-host. And I am Leslie. Hey, Amy. Leslie, I missed you last week. I missed you too, but you know what? I got so much done without having to watch this shit show. Um, I was just going to say I missed you, but I didn't miss these fools. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, these fools suck. (laughs) You know what's funny? With all the time I had with not watching this show, I got to rewatch parts one and two of Selena, the Netflix series. Oh, nice. I binged it in time of the anniversary of her 27 years since Selena died. It's so sad. Wow. I remember when that happened. That was really, really sad. I was at a school trip at the circus and I remember coming home and my aunt is sobbing on the couch and mm. I'm like what happened they're like Selena died and I'm like what and I was like no and they're like yeah and then I saw like the breaking news and she oh. was murdered by like the lady who was the lead of her fan club or something yeah right? yeah that bitch Yolanda I remember that and I remember do you remember that young actress who was part of my two dads she was murdered too like oh yeah mm-hmm. somebody came to her door and she just like opened her door and the dude shot her or something. Like it was mm-hmm. really sad and really tragic. Yeah. Um, there's like a bunch of ID and um, true crime episodes on that murder. Yeah. yeah. It was really, I forget what her name was. I want to say Sam, but I think that was her name on the show. Probably on, on the show. Yeah. I can't remember. Um, so I was with my mom yesterday. We couldn't record on Saturday. We're recording on Sunday because my girls are playing lacrosse and they were in a game yesterday and it was a whole thing. 32 degrees we're outside watching them <laughs> really yeah. because we have like 56 degrees here in New oh York. no it was freezing yesterday now it's better today okay. but um so my mom's with me all day we go out to lunch we're in the car blah 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 she goes home last night she tests herself she's COVID oh no so <laughs> oh, so no. I'm just waiting now I'm waiting for Miss COVID to get me <laughs> oh happen. no and I was supposed to see reality gays tonight and they had to cancel yeah. their Philly show because of COVID. Yeah. So Kova, you are not my friend. Miss Rona, going to get you, girl. Nope. So we're going to see what happens. Like my mom is fully vaxxed and boosted. So hopefully she'll be okay. And she's just yeah. running like Does a she have fever. any symptoms? Oh, just fever. Yeah. Okay. She's, she's, and you know what? She got her shingles vaccination like a couple days ago and she thought she was having a reaction to that. She yeah. tested herself. She was negative. So she thought it was okay to go with me. And then when she got home, she was like, mm, 
I better test one more time. <laughs> she was positive. Oh God. So we'll see. We'll see. stay tuned, guys. I may be in bed oh, for a couple no. days. <laughs> Sucks. We'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. So um, let's just get this out of the way. We are both <laughs> enraged by this show. Yes. For different uh, reasons, not the same reason. Nothing happens, you guys. Nothing, nothing happens. Um, it's a waste of our time. Why are we doing this? Is mm-hmm. what I'm thinking. Um, I miss the days when they had eight episodes, ten episodes, and that was it. Yeah. Um, I I literally I was so enraged. I was messaging Leslie saying, like, I'm done. I'm done taking low-level notes on this because what am I gonna do? Write that Mark and Lindsay go to the grocery store. <laughs> And she bites into corn and then he's like, yeah. well, you got to buy it now. Yeah. It's that, that literally took up 10 minutes of our screen time. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm enraged. Leslie's enraged, but we're going to, we're going to proceed like the professionals that we are. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of not being professional, my dogs may be going crazy at this at some point because we're having somebody come over. So um, I feel like you can have dogs or you can have a podcast, but you really can't have both. No, but in the perfect world, we will be able to have both. Yes. I'm working on it. Tim Apple and I are on <gasps> it. Yes. Tim Apple. <laughs> you should All leave right. that in. Maybe he barked on cue. <laughs> oh, I'm leaving it in. I'm leaving it in. Okay. So let's do, let's start with, this is, okay. So this is season 14, episode 12, settling in or just settling. So in this episode, Leslie, we learn the couples learn what it means to be together every day. Like, really? Really? They've only been together every day since they got married. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's start with Owen Katina. Miss Leslie, take it away. So we are 24 days away from decision day. So this is like a big thing. And Katina is paying Jasmina and Michael a visit. This is how the show opens, you guys. I was like, uh-oh, here we I liked go. It. I liked it. So this is presumably right after the whole interaction where she had with O and her taking off the mics and saying like she was done recording and denouncing the cameras. So Katina talks about the incident and where Olajuwon wanted her to, to see her phone as we discussed the last time after their outing and she's relaying the story she says so I open up my phone and there's a dating app on my phone and then you know because I have closed captions so I could you know, jot down what these fools are saying half the time. It says tense music. <laughs> and tense says, music. And she says, you know, clicked on it. Then it was a login page because I don't use the dating apps. And Jasmine admits, I'd be so, it'd be some shit if you were logged into that app, which I agree. I agree. I agree. Like she's not logged in. She should have said to him right in that moment, log into it. See for yourself. Not a big mm-hmm. deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Katina has this smirk on her face. So I'm just like, oh, what's going on here? But she claims she didn't even know that they still that she still had that app on her phone and that she forgot about it. So then I did a, a search on my phone. I have an iPhone. And I was like, all right, so let me do this experiment because I don't have Tinder on my phone. So I Google. So I like type search Tinder. Mm-hmm. And it's very clear. It does come up, but it's very clear that it's in the clouds, that it's nowhere near my phone. So okay. if you see it like that, then you could be like, oh, it's not really long, like downloaded. Right. Hers apparently was probably still downloaded on her actual phone. So mine okay. is deleted. So Because again, record. she's only been married for five weeks. Yeah. 
Like she's got other stuff going on. Maybe deleting apps off her phone is not a priority. Yeah. Yeah. So basically you can see saying that. And I love what she says. She's like, it's not an excuse. She says that she forgot about it. There's not an excuse. That's my truth. And I was like, Ooh, I like that. I'm going to use that from now on. Whenever I fuck up, it's not an excuse. It's my truth. <laughs> I am a bulge of all sins. <laughs> Well, we know from watching 90 Day Fiance, people use that's my truth as like a blanket way to get away with things. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But I don't think she meant it that way, honestly. I think she was saying like, it wasn't really an excuse. I honestly forgot. And that's just the truth. And I think that's what she's saying. So the problem there is it's not her truth. It's the truth. The truth. Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's the thing, because there's debates about that, because it did sound good. I think the first person I heard say my truth was Oprah. And I was like, oh, that sounds good in in that instance. But then I'm like, wait, there is no such thing as your truth. There's the truth. There's only one truth. (laughs) Yeah, like you like you can have a truth like this is like, you know, that NPR series, this I believe, like, Mm -hmm. I believe this, this is my truth, but it can't be something that's like empirically proved, I feel like. Exactly. So that's where there's a gray area. Yeah. So Michael is listening. And it's interesting, because they keep cutting back to Michael, and he has his head tilted, kind of like Joey, my dog looks at me when I'm trying to talk to him, just like (laughs) head tilted, kind of like what's going on. And he's like processing it all. And he's really, and I like that he didn't jump in. He kind of waited for her to be finished and for, you know, Jasmina to like chime in. And then he's kind of like, so Katina is saying it's an invasion of privacy, essentially. That's what she didn't use these words because again, nothing happened. So I'm just like paraphrasing. (laughs) Right, right. You know, um, but Katina says that the way he approached the situation really bothered her because it was disrespectful because he yes. was kind of yelling at her and we do see clips of that of him getting loud with her yes and he kind of just stopped listening to her and was like no no but you still had it but you still had it and kind of shut down right and he was talking over her 100 percent talking over her and katina mm-hmm. tells producers that she knows olajuwon is working on his tone but she's not really seeing a change mm-hmm. and questions if this is going to be an issue moving forward which mm-hmm. i think will be because he as we'll later see, spoiler alerts in next week's <laughs> previews next time on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's not Boy gets himself into some trouble with Dr. Pepper. Oh, the yes. pep comes out. Yeah. She's like, keep talking. Oh, yeah. That, looks, that actually <laughs> looks good. <laughs> so Michael wants to know if the issue was resolved. Because he's a guy. Because guys, like, we're all, like, about, like, this is how we feel. This is how that made me feel. Right. And this is how I experienced something. And guys are kind of like, but did you die? That's kind of, like, where they come from. Right, right. And, and they like, also come from, like, a lot of men come from, how, how can I just fix this and make it go away? Yeah, like, I just, yeah. can we just, like, fix mm-hmm. this so that mm-hmm. I could get laid and you can stop mm-hmm. talking? Be done. <laughs> wow, we we are really generalizing. <laughs> We're generalizing. No, 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 no. That, that was just all the jerks that I dated, guys. Men are awesome. It's our Amen. personal experience. It's our personal experience. <laughs> no, I do have um, straight male friends who are very nice and okay. are good guys and deserve all the happiness in the world. And then I know not-so-nice guys that... Yeah. Suck a dick. Yeah. Because they're not into sucking dick. So that's their punishment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Katina tells them that he walked away. So it wasn't really resolved because he needed to cool off. And even then, Katina tells us that when they revisited the conversation, no matter what she said, it was again 
but you still had it on your phone. So Michael says that when your emotions are high, it's hard to hear what the other person, where the other person is coming from because Mm -hmm. you just don't want to hear it. You're kind of stuck in like, but this is wrong. This is how I feel. This is how I feel. And he says that when you're at that emotional level, your emotions can take over logic. So he's not really defending him, but kind of saying like, yeah, you know, I could see where he's coming from. Right, sure. Mm-hmm. So Michael says, at least he didn't say I'm 100% done in terms of the marriage, right? And Katina Gee, thanks. Says, at least he didn't leave you. Exactly. And Katina says, it's not what he said. <laughs> so now Jasmina chimes in and she says, oh, admittedly is the type of person who would say things that he didn't mean when he's yeah. upset. Yeah. Even though that still doesn't excuse it. You know, she's saying that he does say, he could say hurtful things. Yes. And Katina then says that what he told her was that having the dating app is a sign of lack of seriousness about signing up for this process because she could have cleared her phone and also and then I'm thinking like yeah and also you could have not been slapping asses and motorboating strippers at your bachelor party (laughs) Olajuwon you know because you were taking this serious well and clearly that's what this is and they talked about that on after show like this is clearly projection from him he needs to remove all temptation. Exactly. But she doesn't. On. Like, she mm-hmm. doesn't need to because she's not tempted. That's what he doesn't understand. So, like, in his mind, Katina had up until the bachelorette party to have, you know, a dating app on her phone. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. that's where he draws the line. <laughs> right. She it's, feels the, she... it's the reason I can't have cake or cupcakes in my house, right? And then you'll can't... eat them all. Yeah, I yeah. can't be around them. Mm-hmm. So she feels that he's just holding this one thing against her and it's not fair. And she cries and I felt really bad for her. And she says that she's a real person with real feelings. And I was like, yeah, she is. And sometimes when we are watching these shows, we kind of forget that they're human. We're just Mm -hmm. like seeing them as characters, like all these silly fools, but they are human beings, which is why I don't personally go online and bash them or tag Mm -hmm. them. Like if I do comment on something, I don't tag them because they don't need to know what I'm thinking. Like they don't need that. So I so agree. Je- they're real Je- people. They're real people. So just mm-hmm. leave them alone. So Jasmina told producers that Katina is not the type of person who cries a lot. So she must really be hurting. And Jasmina tells Katina to voice the way she fe- to voice the way she feels in this instance. Once again, he was talking at her, not to her. Yes. So we then cut to the next scene, underscored by upbeat hip hop music, as the captions read. <laughs> Um, and Michael is now at the apartment, Katina and O's apartment, and mm-hmm. he's playing mediator. So he's like, where you at? Talk to me, bro. Like he literally says, talk to me, bro. And Olajuwon's eyes are red and it looks kind of like maybe he might've been crying or getting high. I don't know. I don't judge. It's fine. <laughs> Little Their eyes were real red. Real red. Really I was like, red. like I don't normally me? notice stuff like that. And I noticed this. Yeah, so it was really bad. He might have been crying because sometimes some people just start crying out of frustration and anger. Mm-hmm. So that could have been it. It so could have been. Yeah. So Michael asks him, do you want to talk about it with her? And O says, it's not that he's not going to bring up the conversation, which could be his passive aggressive way of saying she needs to bring it up and explain herself. Yeah, that's could how, be. Mm-hmm. what I took away from that. Mm-hmm. And O tells producers, I really want her to think about what she's done and how I feel as her husband. Again, her weaponizing, husband. 
these words and these roles, husband, Mm -hmm. wife, Mm -hmm. marriage, Mm -hmm. guys, calm down. Yeah. Calm down. Uh, So he's punishing her essentially. Like, I'm not going to bring this up. She Mm -hmm. needs to come correct. It's another test. It's another test. Mm Mm-hmm. And he says, you're the one with shit on your phone until your apology is a hundred percent. And you come with me taking full responsibility. And I'm just like, what is going on? I'm going to tell you right now. I have, I have a reputation as being an O apologist. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. I don't like this language. This really bothered me. And if I were Katina and he was talking to me like this, I'd have a real problem with it. It really bothered me because mm-hmm. like, unless you come with me a hundred percent and you're take basically you grovel, you come on your hands and knees and you apologize. And now right. I'm apologizing for Joey because Joey's going nuts in the background. <laughs> but the thing is that we don't even like, she doesn't even, she didn't even do anything wrong. No. So why are you like, uh, I can't. Okay. So then he says that he's done a lot. He deleted Instagram, you guys. He deleted Instagram. Mm-hmm. The and sacrifices. She did not like his faux hawk. And so he got a haircut. So he's mm-hmm. changing, you guys. He's changing. But now he's questioning everything. But we're still waiting to see if he got that uh, dancer pregnant at the. <laughs> 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 then he says, We've been married for over a month and you still having dating up? What is this? TV for you? And I was like, Ooh. Ooh. What do you think about that, Amy? I thought it was interesting because. You know, we've also seen with Chris and Alyssa, Mm -hmm. him accusing her of wanting to be on TV. Like, this is going to start to happen on this show now. Do I think Katina's here for TV? A hundred percent no. No. But I think we're going to start to see those people sneak in who just want to, like the 90 day thing, who just want to be on TV. And I'm like, is she keeping her options open or is this just an oversight? I think it's an oversight. I don't get that vibe from her at all. Do you? No, she's not performing. No. You could tell, like, okay, if you go to the 90 Day Universe, I fucking hate Big Ed, but he's there for the cameras. A hundred percent. Like, he's there for the cameras. So is Colty. Oh, God. Yeah, so is he. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yep, hundred percent. So Michael asks, so you don't believe her? And um, when she says it's just one of the many, many dating apps that was on her phone she just didn't get around to it and mm-hmm. O said Katina is a smart woman bro she knows what's right what's wrong what you shouldn't and should do mm-hmm. she has common sense oh again yes. this language I did not like yes no I agree I agree she's then, one of the smart ones yeah okay. she should know mm-hmm. better mm-hmm. so he's going on and on and he says it's easy to log on and off he's done that and I'm like, ah, there it is. Mm, there it that's, is. There yep. it is. Yep. Is Isaac. That's what he's worried about. It's Isaac. Isaac. Mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. He needs to remove all temptation because he cannot trust himself. Yeah. That's and why he, he can't. That's why he can't go out even in moderation. Did you notice that? Yeah. Like he, he needs to be in to the house watching in, a movie. In the house. Mm-hmm. Indoors. Everything mm-hmm. has to be indoors with his wife. With his wife. She has yeah. to be there all the time because he will stray. That's yes. his fear. Mm-hmm. That's his fear. We don't know if he's going to, but that's his fear. And now he's like, I have to look at her differently now. And he tells producers he's never given his full trust to anyone so quickly. And so this is a 
big betrayal for him. And I'm thinking like, this is the first time where he's actually felt like I'm going to give this woman a chance. Mm-hmm. And now this happens. So he's like, what just happened? Like I'm blindsided. And that's mm-hmm. his issue. Yep. So a lot of this is an O issue, not a Katina issue. Correct. So he needs to work on himself. Yep. So later on in the episode, we get a status update from O and Katina and they're self-filming and O is adjusting the camera saying they have some time to talk things through after cooling off period. And that the previous night they had a conversation off camera, of course, because all the good stuff happens off Mm -hmm, camera. mm -hmm. Katina then says that she now understands where O is coming from and apologize. And she says that she thinks he saw where she was coming from. And then he says, he needs to learn how to control his emotions. And he apologized for that. But they're moving forward and they're good now. I so didn't like this either. Because you notice how he was kind of, it felt like a hostage situation. Thank you. Filming. Thank you. Yes, it did. I thought it was just me. It felt uh, hostage yes, no. because he's like, so we got it talking. And then he kind of mm-hmm. looks at her and she's like, yes, and we're all good now. Like, and what she's is like, and I've apologized, but I'll apologize again right now. Like, yeah. stop apologizing. You didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, I did not like that at all. No. It came off horrible. It was like rehearsed, yeah. like coached. It was coached. Yep. I did not like that. Yeah. She's reading from the script with the gun yeah. out the back of her head. <laughs> Okay, so then later on in the episode, we have this thing where it's the trope where the friends come in and they get mm-hmm. status updates on, hey guys, how's married life? So first we see O and he's with his friend, former coach, Coach Mac. And he greets him at the apartment and they're talking marriage. O says he's getting to know his wife in the month they've been married. He brings up the dating app incident. Coach reminds him, you play with emotion, but you don't let emotions play with you. And he reframes the situation and then was speaking passionately, but that they let everything go. Yeah. So coach Mac is kind of like from central casting because he uses a lot of sports metaphors and analogies. (laughs) You got to rewind tape. You got to keep your head in the game. You know, things like that. I actually used a sports metaphor the other day. I was so proud of myself. I did really well in something and I'm like, I left it all on the field. Wow. That's yeah, good. my mother, who's a huge sports person, didn't um, didn't get the reference. Wow. It's like, whoa, what world is this? I'm using a sports reference and you don't get it. It could be the, the COVID. It could, <laughs> be the, could be the vid. <laughs> yeah, the vid. <laughs> Miss Rona. <laughs> so he does tell him to watch his mouth. <laughs> Coach Mac is not playing. He's like, you need to watch your mouth. Yep. He knows. Um, he knows. Oh. He knows him and he um, always tells us like, he's kind of like a mentor, a father figure to him. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's he's like, he really dude. knows him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and coach Mac apparently thinks they stand a good chance. Mm-hmm. He tells producers mm-hmm. that. Um, and then we cut over to Katina. She's having drinks with a friend who, is, <laughs> who was unable to attend her wedding. Was this woman drunk when she arrived? Drunk this, on was this was fantastic. This was fantastic. DOA drunk on arrival. Yep, yep. I've been there. I've been there. <laughs> so she's she like, probably had like a work event. She comes in slightly buzzed up, you know. Or maybe she had like liquid courage. Like I'm gonna be mm-hmm. on camera. Let me mm-hmm. just like loosen mm-hmm. up or whatever. Yeah, yep. So she's like, I want to see what he looks like. Do you have any shirtless pictures of him? Oh, that was great. That would be us. Yeah, I'd be basically. like, okay, okay, your man is nice, but let me see him shirtless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she asked. 
if they had relations she actually uses mm. the word relations i was like yeah. oh god yeah. it reminds and me she of was Clinton. slurring <laughs> the whole time i'm like sis you slurring yeah i'm not crazy <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway katina says um she can't see herself saying yes on decision day without tasting the d i mean she didn't say that but this is basically <laughs> where they were going with a lot of coded language because yes. they haven't yes. banged yet but yes she did allude to kind of like she needs to like experience the full marriage or what have you so she needs some d yeah she's kind of like i have to try this out i think and yeah. i i don't think she's wrong i really yeah. don't i because what if they're fighting all of this to save this marriage and then they're like no chemistry in bed? Yeah. What if like he's awful? I I doubt that's the truth. <laughs> but what if it is? You know what I mean? So her friend wants to know if she's opening up because obviously she knows Katina and knows that she could be a little guarded. And so Katina tells her the whole dating app incident because this is the only thing that's gone on in this episodes and these episodes. So. She goes, girl, it was bad. It was like a screaming match. And then we get the footage, but she assures that they talked it out. And we saw the hostage (laughs) camera footage. The hostage video. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And her friend tells her, just have fun. You married a stranger. Because Mm -hmm. again, we got a reference, be married to strangers or be Mm -hmm. married at first sight at every episode. What if the friend friend said, you know, you're just a brave single who took a chance. And then Katina tells producers she got married at first sight because Mm. she was tired of wasting her time with people who weren't serious. Yep. Yep. And it was pretty serious. And we can't go a single episode without mentioning the show's title. Correct. Correct. So after this, Katina's friend falls out of a chair just randomly. Oh my God. No, like hugging falls out. Katina yeah, no, falls. yeah, Katina falls out of a chair because her friend is like hugging on her and like poking her, like <laughs> super drunk. And Katina's like, okay, we're cutting you off. We're, yeah, we're cut done. off. We're done. I'm just like, what is happening here? I loved it. I appreciated it. It was, you know, just wine sloppiness that I, I'm here for. Later on in the episode, it's Taco Tuesday. And Katina mm. is going to make tacos and have tequila for them. She's bringing her girls' time Taco Tuesday traditions to the house. Because she's being held against her will. Exactly. And she tells Taco producers Tuesday. That, she still ha- <laughs> that she still has that dating app incident in the back of her mind. But she's mm-hmm. trying to move forward because we got to keep harping on the one bad thing that happened. Mm-hmm. Otal's producers things are great and if you were to walk into their home right now you wouldn't even know that they had any bumps in the road right they're all smiles always ecstatic because women belong in the kitchen and that's mm-hmm. what she's doing and Katina's mm-hmm. finally following his outdated rules yes and, and this is like the 10th time that we've seen her setting up something nice for him mm-hmm. we always see her mm-hmm. trying mm-hmm to kind of appease him being yep. in the kitchen cleaning up or doing things for him yep yep so they talk about getting in trouble in high school it's kind of boring nothing mm-hmm. major to report mm-hmm. but he mm-hmm. does end by saying that he's happy he met her and that he loves their marriage and then cue the sappy music cue the sappy music okay so mark and Lindsay are using a whiteboard to sketch out their weekly schedule they must have got it from jose 
Uh, that made me laugh so yep. hard. Jachel gave up that whiteboard. So this seems like it's Mark's idea in an effort to balance things out and help one another. And Lindsay is so hot over this. She oh is like going to whip out her vibrator and dream about that whiteboard. She had to change her panties, you guys. Oh, although I have to say like a well-organized man is a turn on for me as well. For me, because I'm a rule breaker, because I'm a wild child, uh-huh, and, uh-huh. like I need rules if I set them. Someone else sets uh-huh. them. I'm like, uh-huh. no, I'm breaking these. Okay. okay. I got it. I understand that. <laughs> so they're talking meal prep and Mark doesn't like any vegetables. He likes no vegetables. <laughs> like, oh my God. Like I could sum up their entire scene by saying Mark doesn't like vegetables. There we yeah. go. Done. Uh, Lindsay tells the camera, Mark is a stubborn child or he's a stubborn only child. So this is a beautiful compromise. She always, I always feel like she is slightly half in the bag, right? Yeah. Or half intoxicated when she's like, he's so wonderful. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, uh, she tells Mark, she wants some unplugged time every day, which I get that. You know, she wants his his undivided, she calls it. So later they go grocery shopping. Guys, this is such a long, boring scene. Basically, Mark hates fruit, too. Hates vegetables, hates fruit. And they go over budget. Who doesn't at the grocery store? I get into Wegmans. I get near that cheese bar, that uh, olive bar. I'm That's it. My budget's gone. Girl, I could do a whole hour on olives Mm -hmm. and cheese. I love me that. Exactly. Exactly. So they go over budget and Lindsay tells the camera she used to make fun of people who had partners who were chicken tender men, like people who only eat chicken tenders. Now she's married to one. Yeah. All right. So we have this like nice light scene of them at the grocery store. Suddenly then like it goes south and we get Lindsay alone and she's pissed and she's like, Mark is on my bad side. He doesn't take accountability for everything. This is interlaced with prison cam footage. So in the first set of prison cam footage, we see them fighting because Mark put her clothes in the dryer and she's saying they're ruined and he's apologizing, but she's not having it. She says, we talked about this four times. And then we go back to Lindsay and she's like, Mark made the whiteboard, not following it. Mark has says he wants a job in Boston. He's not doing that. He's wishy-washy. He can't give me a budget. He doesn't stick to things. And she tells the camera he's falling short in every way. Oh, oh that Lord. was my Alyssa voice. I just whipped out for that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so on prison cam, then they're having a fight in which Lindsay accuses Mark of being sexy with the cat and not her. Yeah, that's a real <laughs> sentence I just wrote. Okay. Later, we see Mark meeting with Erica, a friend of his who he says is very truthful, straight shooter. Yeah. Mark is totally the guy who would use baseball metaphors and he would say things like straight shooter. Don't you think Mm -hmm. Mark is meant to be like, he will be a quintessential dad. Yeah. Dad jokes. hundred and hundred percent. Okay. He tells Erica they're having some good times. It's been five weeks and they've had a lot of ups and downs, but he said the first two weeks, I love this. He had to quote adjust to her. (laughs) He says she takes a lot of shit the wrong way. So he just stops saying stuff. And then he tells Erica that Lindsay has a really tough exterior and she takes things the wrong way. So like, he just doesn't, 
guys, we we've seen this. She's a he's afraid to say anything to her. Yeah. And he's not a strong enough communicator that he can push through that, you know? So Erica's like, well, it sounds like the communication between you two has been disastrous. And he's like, yeah, and I haven't been away from her long enough to know if I really miss her, but I'm also not at the point where I can live without her. So mock the shock is, you know, he's drowning. He's drowning. Yeah. Later. Oh my God. Lindsay sets up a photo shoot with the cats dressed up as sharks. (laughs) What are your thoughts on this? I thought it was super cute. I feel like there is a world in which you would be doing this. Yeah. With Joey. (laughs) <laughs> yeah he doesn't like clothes he likes to be naked but um <laughs> of course he does he although i don't feel like you would be leaning into the shark thing as hard no no, no but no. i think you'd be leaning into the pet dressing up well i got him like a aerosmith hoodie so <laughs> there is that and he has a new york knicks jersey so okay all right i forced him into ugly christmas sweaters at the holiday yeah so okay. <laughs> so this is a shark family shoot she says <laughs> and they have dinner beforehand okay so they're sitting down to dinner now Lindsay is a food pusher and i have a real problem with this i have talked before about how when i met my husband take a shot everybody um i did not have a well adjusted palate you know i was mm-hmm. kind of like very sheltered in what i ate and he introduced me to a lot of food but there's something that Lindsay does to mark that is triggering me because she will not respect his boundaries. Yeah. yeah. She treats him like a kid. Yeah. She's like, try this sauce. He's like, no, like, and people will do this to me. Like, I don't like hot things. Mm-hmm. And somebody will be like, try this hot sauce. I'm like, no, thank you. I don't like hot things. No, really try it. It's not that hot. No, thank you. I don't like hot things. No, 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 really dip this in it. No, like, no, yeah. I know what flavors I like and what I don't. It's not yeah. like, you know, you're trying to get him to taste an orange or something. Yeah. My way of dealing with this, because I've been in treatment for um, anorexia and stuff. Yeah. I just go, I have a fucking eating disorder. Could you not push food at me? Like, if I say <laughs> no, it's no. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's a boundary thing with me that I don't like. Yeah. Like, it's really, she's over. It's one thing to gently introduce him to things. Like, we've seen her do that in the past. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, she is super aggressive and pushy with the food. And I don't like it. It's like a mom being like, eat your peas, yes. eat your yes. peas. Otherwise you won't get a dessert. And that's how she treats him. And then she like clawing at him, basically. You're right. She like infantilizes him. You're exactly yeah. right. hundred percent. Yeah. That's what I was trying to say earlier. Mm-hmm. My words got jumbled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Mark starts to talk about his feelings and she's cutting him off. And he's like, can I finish here? And then he says, we have such a roller coaster relationship. Like I want things that happened in the past to stop resurfacing. And she said, of course, she turns it around on him. I'm on my last straw with her here. (laughs) She's like, not once. Do you look at things like how can I do better? And where did I go wrong? I feel like she never takes accountability for anything. Never. And she's constantly deflecting that to him. It drives me crazy. Okay. So she says, I just feel depleted and I can't give anymore. And he says, or she then says to him, you cross boundaries with me. Now, what is she talking about? I don't know. What are we not seeing? I don't know. 
And he says, you raise your voice and you yell at me when that happens. And then she's like touching him. And he's like, you don't have to grab me like that. Like I'm talking to you and I'm a grown up. Yeah. And she's like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. So she leaves. We need to take a shot every time Lindsay says she's done. She's done every week. (laughs) Yeah. So she leaves and then the photographer shows up and Mark is doing the Photoshop Photoshop shoot with the cats by himself, which is hilarious. (laughs) I just found it hilarious. Then Lindsay comes back and she's wearing like this satin. It looked like a satin nightgown. Yeah. And her hair's all crazy because she like threw on a coat and went out into the Boston wind. I don't know. (laughs) She comes back in and the producers are like, can you get to the photographer who the poor woman deserves hazard pay? Yeah. They're like, they say to this woman, can you just give them 10 minutes? Like, let them, you know, work this out. So Lindsay tells the camera she just needed a moment because she doesn't want to yell. And then she like berates him. Like, what are you? And she's packing. And I just wrote, oh, my God, get these two off my screen. Yeah. I believe I expressed to you last two weeks ago, last episode, Mm -hmm. with my anger with these two, how it's just circular logic and circular fighting. And I, I can't. Let's. Let's do this. Let's go to a wonderful couple who was really strong this week, Jasmina and Michael. <laughs> All right. They were good this week. They were good this week. Yes. But, oh, God. So Jasmina and Michael are getting in from work. So this is after, you know, Katina had visited them. This is like the first scene we see of them together. Mm-hmm. And she works in early childhood development. And mm-hmm. Michael asks her about her day. And Jasmina says, that her job is changing locations. So she's been packing. So mm-hmm. Michael asks if this is a new, loca- if this new location is closer or further from the home. And she says it's in the same location, mm-hmm. but all of this is to prep her so he could use flashcards because Jasmina does not know how to drive. Right. And as a New Yorker who got her license at age 25 and that's very common. Car, yeah. Outside of a go-kart in the last 10 years, I feel you. I see you. <laughs> yeah. And it's common in bigger cities. Like I've yeah. seen a lot of people in the group. I've seen a lot of people in the groups giving her shit about this. And I'm like, when you live in a big city with public transportation, this is very common. Very common. Right. Like you don't need a car to go anywhere. Exactly. Especially if so... you look like that. Anybody's going to give you a ride. <laughs> well, you got to be careful. and want to get snatched. <laughs> snatched. Snatched. <laughs> not like the darcy and stacy snatch that's a sexy snatch yes <laughs> well yes jasmina, jasmina does not need that kind of snatched oh lord oh god <laughs> okay so he wants her to get her learner's permit eventually so that she's going to drive and for the record i do have an active driver's license and Good. i do know how to drive do I want to drive? No. Could I? Yes. But that's mm-hmm. just me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So her getting her driver's license, it's going to lighten his load. That's how he sees it with running errands and dropping up and picking up Feeney at different places. So during dinner, they're going over driving rules. And the first question, if a driver cuts you off in the middle of the road, what do you do? And Jasmina says, flip them off. And he says, that's my girl and gives her a high five. <laughs> but then he says, no, no, no. That's in all seriousness, you're just supposed to ignore it. 
And I was like, what? Is that just a Boston thing? Because in New York, we're hostile. So I looked <laughs> up the DMV rules in New York. <laughs> and it's actually the right thing to do. It even says ignore gestures and shouts and do not return them. Yeah, yeah. We have a real problem with road rage lately. Yeah. Like we, we need to combat that a little bit. And I was like, oh, I thought you were in the right to at least like honk your horn passive aggressively because that's what people do. But apparently, mm-hmm. no, you just mm-hmm. ignore it and you try to de-escalate. That's part of defensive driving. And I was yes. like, oh yeah, I kind of skipped that part of the course because <laughs> I'm all about flipping people off and mouthing yeah. out. Yep. Yeah. Um, I always come from a place of aggression, not love. No, and I took, <laughs> I took my permit test. It had to be 1993. So like, I feel like road rage wasn't really on the from in in the front mind of everybody so there was nothing like that were you even born at that point yeah you yes were I was I was mm-hmm. eight years old yeah <laughs> I was okay. like there's no way I should be driving I was 15 <laughs> Jesus Christ okay so so Jasmina reveals that she's been in a couple of car accidents so she's scared mm-hmm. about learning to drive which mm-hmm. I do that'll do understand it. her yep because that's kind of the reason why I've kind of had issues with driving again when I first got my license and everything I was driving everywhere going to the beach going all over Mm -hmm. the place had a horrible car that would break down the middle of the road but I was fine Mm -hmm. I got into a car accident as a passenger and Mm -hmm. since then I have PTSD and like for car long car trips I need a Xanax because otherwise I I can't do it I start to hyperventilate and Mm -hmm. I want to like pull over so I get her fear it's a yeah it's a real thing Mm -hmm. yeah I know a lot of people who don't drive for that reason yeah Mm-hmm. So then later on in the episode, we see Michael taking Jasmina driving. So they're going to an empty lot. He sets up cones and everything. And he wants to teach her how to parallel park. And he says that he's going to grade her on everything, hand placements, checking mirrors. So everything. And, you know, Jasmina tells producers she's been scared and nervous about driving in the past. But today she doesn't feel as nervous because of Michael, because now he's nervous. So she's like, we can't have two nervous people. So let me get Mm -hmm. it together. Mm -hmm. And then I wrote down, okay, this is hard to watch. My own PTSD is showing because Mm -hmm. he's like clinging on to dear life, holding up to the strap of the car. Uh, And she's like- No, Leslie, the proper terminology is he is holding on to the holy shit handle. Holy shit. (laughs) That is what we call it. That is what it is. I'm constantly holding on to the holy shit handle oh my god do your girls drive not yet oh that's gonna be fun for you yeah yep well I was cringing the entire time Mm -hmm. and it was so funny because at first she straps in and then I was like oh but you gotta wait for your passenger to strap in too Mm-hmm. but she kind of didn't do that but they kind of cut and it was like a weird cutting um it was it was a cute scene though yeah. So then later on, they survive. Everyone's mm-hmm. alive. Thank Everyone's God. alive. So Michael meets up with his favorite sister, Claire, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they catch up because again, this is the obligatory. So how's married life going? Mm-hmm. And he says, she tells us that they hadn't seen each other since the housewarming. And so he wants to know her impressions of their marriage. And she thinks that they were playing um, awfully nice together like we saw at the house when we seen they were getting along there was a lot of banter things mm-hmm. were good we see the little flashbacks of their game um and then he says that they've made even more progress since that and jasmina facetimes this is intercut with that um jasmina facetiming her friend kimberly and she's mm-hmm. telling her there's less tension now and kimberly wants to know about some pros and cons about being married and she's like mm-hmm. to michael she's like who else are you married to <laughs> that made me laugh 
So I really, can I just say real yeah. quick, Michael's really growing on me. He's nice. Like I, I see that he's actually trying this time. I still don't think they're going to make it. Oh, they're not. 100%. But he is like, you know how O likes to say he's the hardest working man on Married at First Sight? Yeah. Michael is doing the fucking work. He I mean, is doing the work. I mean, we see him, he's working. He's eating, he's even eating dog treats. Like yeah. He's putting in the work. <laughs> he's putting in the work. So apparently he wasn't big on texting prior to them having this conversation. And now he's a better communicator and he checks mm-hmm. in with her throughout mm-hmm. the day and they speak to each other guys when they get home. Yeah, This is huge. Cause they were yes. not even on speaking terms. No, it's bad. So back with Michael and Claire, he's saying they're getting along better. They're on the same page. They're opening up more and that they've made a lot of progress and that they are friends. And mm-hmm. I was like, Ooh, ooh. friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. This yep. is going to come into play. So they played Scrabble before Ben. Jasmina, we cut back to Jasmina, tells Kimberly that Michael sucks at Scrabble. Mm-hmm. But then Jasmina voices that what we've all known is that it's been a month and I don't have feelings for him. So we all yeah. knew that this is yeah. the case because of mm-hmm. the way she treats him. Now she treats him nicer, but yeah, you could tell yeah. it's like more playful, like friendship. There's no sexual tension. Well, she told us there. her vagina is dry. Exactly. It's done. I mean, girl, there, there's lube for that, but whatever. <laughs> nope. She's not even going there. She's like, no, no amount of lube will get me wet for this man. Nope. Nope. So Michael then tells his sister they haven't been intimate, surprise, surprise. And mm-hmm. back at Jasmina's, she's saying she's open to those feelings to come her heart is open you guys her heart is open Mm -hmm. but she's not into him that's all it is and she says if there are no deep feelings by decision day she will say no and then we see michael with his sister telling her telling claire that he's been giving 110 percent, and we've been seeing this Mm-hmm. From his perspective, he's been yep. giving it his all yep. and he wants that reciprocated. And he's mm-hmm. also saying that he won't say yes on decision day if she doesn't step up because he's opened up about his mother and grandmother. So he expects the same. Mm-hmm. So later on in the episode, Jasmina and Michael are making lasagna rolls. And I was like, oh my God, this looks tasty, even though I don't eat yes. meat, but I could do like a vegetarian version of this. Yeah, you could do the impossible. Meat, exactly. Which is delicious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Michael is in charge of the of this dinner because apparently Jasmine is the one that always cooks for them. Mm-hmm. And he wants to kind of be like, let me show you what I can do. And Jasmina likes his cooking. And she's like, it's fine. Yep, and tells fine. Michael they have found a rhythm and that she thinks mm-hmm. things are progressing. And Michael admits that he's giving a hundred percent that he wasn't giving a hundred percent at the beginning. And that he was kind of giving up on them and mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. marriage. And you could kind of see that he was kind of checking out and kind of being a little combative at first. And, you know, Jasmine appreciates that, that he acknowledged it because I guess she's been, she felt that way at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And, um, but as I wrote here, but her coochie still isn't getting wet for him. When he told her to dice the peppers mm-hmm. by saying to cut them into little squares, I was seen. I felt it. <laughs> it's like I don't know just cut them like I always do the like this and I hold up something yeah the little fingers like this all right um so that's the end of Jasmina Michael Mm -hmm. okay let's take a quick break and then we'll do Mark and Steve scene and then Stephen hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking in the wrong place 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. All right. So we have this short scene with Mark and Steve at the beach. And they're having some bro time. And Steve confides in Mark that he has a bunch of savings, but he really wants to know what the plan is before he settles into a job. Like, are they going to travel? Are they going to buy a house? Like, what's going to happen? And Mark tells the tells Steve that he cannot work the same hours he used to because Steve thought that Mark was working from home. And Mark's like, oh, no, dude, my job told me not to come back. Um, That means you're fired, Mark. <laughs> thinking that it could mean that they said while you're on the show do not yes come back yes and we've seen pictures of him working at chick-fil-a now so what oh yeah he's like a manager at chick-fil-a wow okay. all right in boston i think so mm-hmm. okay so his job is done and you know they're talking and and steve's just reiterating like noi has a real problem with this you know i don't know how this is going to work out I'm trying to give everything I have, you know, just the the same conversation we've been having for three weeks. And Steve tells him, or I mean, I'm sorry, Mark tells him, Lindsay is the opposite of Noi. Like she's telling Mark to take his time and find something that's right. And da-da. But as we know with Lindsay, nothing is free, right? Like yep. she's telling him to take his time, but she's going to hold that against him. Oh yeah. Know like, oh, he's not taking, he's taking way mm-hmm. too long. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm being generous by telling him to take his time, but I really need him to do it now. So I'm going to say, do not Mark compare Lindsay to our sweet little buttercup Noi. Just do not. Oh my God. Did you notice that on a lot of math scoops, they were calling her annoying. Everybody hates her, but I don't, yeah. I really like her. I like her. She, she makes some questionable choices. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But overall, as a human being, I think she's cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now we have Steve and Noy. So they're taking sushi. This is another thing I was rage messaging you about. Like, how do I cover that they took their dog for a bath and the dog peed on something? <laughs> oh, Lord. So guys, they take sushi for a bath. And when they're coming out, uh, sushi pees on a wall. And we stand there and watch it for like two minutes. And then there's also like a dog sign. It's like a little, like no shitting on the lawn with a little dog in it. And that's exactly where Sushi took a dump. And then Noise telling the camera, like, this is how I'll know this. Okay. I have to say something. I'm going to get a lot of enemies for this. Uh Uh-oh. You might want to skip ahead 30 seconds if you (laughs) want to save your rage for me. I cannot stand when people compare pets to kids. Oh yeah. You could put a pet, you could put a pet in a cage and go out to dinner. Mm -hmm. There is a difference. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, you could do that with a kid too. I mean, it's illegal. Sure. Sure. <laughs> it's illegal. Like it's, it's more to say, like, why don't we just rephrase it and say, you know, I like to see how he does with responsibility. So that's why mm-hmm. we have not like, how's he going to be as a father? No, no. Those are, you know, it's our way easier, way easier. You know, what's funny is that I have my chihuahua Joey and he's like my, my kid basically, because I treat him as such because I don't have children of my own. Mm-hmm. And I always, with my friends who have kids, I always make the distinction not to say like, well, my kid, you know, well, you know, I totally understand. I'm not a parent, so I'm not right. going to even go there. But it's funny because one of my friends is always like, you know, and I'm like, oh my God, so Joey's being so needy and like pulling at me and like, I can't leave the room. He's like, oh, just like my son. And I'm like, you're comparing your kid to my dog? Well, like, there is, I find there that is, weird. There is a Venn diagram and somewhere in the middle, pets and children all have annoying things that they do to us. Yeah. So there is a shared space for them. But in the end, like, you know, your dog's not going to tell you to like fuck off and that, you know, nothing and go out drinking and get arrested. I mean, if they could, they would. If they could, they would. But they can't. (laughs) They can't. No, but I totally get what you mean. And I do like I always make sure that I'm like, I'm a pet mom. I don't have like Mm -hmm. real kids or whatever. You want to call yourself a dog mom, a pet mom? Go right ahead. You want to say you love your pet like a like a child? Go ahead. But they're not comparable. (laughs) No, I I ask any parent. I cannot picture myself with like an actual human taking care of a human. I I, I just don't want that responsibility. I could barely take care of myself. And I go back and forth. There's days I'd rather my dogs over my kids. (laughs) And there's days I'd rather my kids over my dogs. So like, like today when somebody's coming to buy something at the house, the kids are not barking at the window and going crazy. Mm -hmm. The dogs are. So there we go. All right. So if you're still listening and you haven't uh, stopped in disgust and started writing me hate mail, let's continue. So they're, they're taking care of sushi and uh, they get home and Steve tells the camera, he hopes Noi can see what he's doing with sushi and that he's putting in the effort. And he thinks it's important that they're fair with one another. So then they start eating breakfast And they're talking about shit that needs to be done in the house. And I guess they have two bathrooms in these apartments and they need to be cleaned. So Steve's like, you should do one bathroom and I'll do the other. That's fair. Mm -hmm. And Noi's like, nope, because I'm working. Mm. And he's like, no, that's not fair. And then she says, you can kiss my ass. (laughs) And she tells the camera, he's always bitching about what she is not doing around the house, but he's not working and she is. Plain and simple. So then we get prison footage later and Noi is telling Steve she is concerned and she she does what she is concerned about saying yes on decision day and not moving in together. And Steve's like, he tells the camera, Noi does not want to move in after decision day. And I'm like weirded out by that. Like, what is that? She says, we're back to the prison camp footage. She says, what's the rush? I just don't feel comfortable combining our lives completely. And Steve's like, but you're married. Like, I'm, I'm not getting this. And he asks, he asks her over and over, what specifically are you not comfortable with? But like, she can't give him an answer. And this is where she does get annoying. Mm -hmm. If you have like, if you have this, like I, if, if that this were me, I would be like, I'm concerned that you don't have a job and I don't feel comfortable combining all of our finances and tethering myself to you 
when I don't know if you're going to be able to work and hold down a job and keep our, keep us going. That's because what at I the end say. of the day, you guys, these are strangers. Yes. They yes. do not know each other. They've been cohabitating for like, what, four or five weeks, but mm-hmm. they do not know each other. So how can she trust that he has savings? Has she looked at his account? How can she trust that he can hold on a job? Because you can say whatever you want in a dating profile or to get cast on TV. And then later mm-hmm. on, you find out all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And we have like, it's one thing for us to say, we, we get the vibe from him that he's not a slacker and he's going to be yeah, fine. I and I still okay. maintain that. But she doesn't know that, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like she's, you're right. It's a total stranger. And she says later, I don't know if she says this to us on the show or on the after show. I think she says it on the show. Yeah, she does. She says later, like she moved to, she did this already. She moved to Boston for a guy, gave up everything, you know, tied her ship to him. And then she was left with nothing and had to rebuild from the ground up. Like that's, you know, so she's gun shot here. But again, she needs to communicate that to him. Yeah. On the after show, she said at this point, she had not told him any of that. Mm, Okay. And Rudy Huxville was like, you, you got, you have to talk to him. Like he can't be sensitive to something he doesn't know about. Exactly. So I thought that was really good. Okay. It sounds like Keisha Knight Pullman is doing a good job from what I hear. Who? Who? (laughs) speak her name the illustrious rudy huxville who again i just feel like i need to say was my childhood idol but anyway i loved her so much i loved her and i loved raven simone when she joined the cosby show a hundred percent aside from the bill cosby stuff i loved the cosby show i love that show so much for me to see a black family just people dark skin and living in harlem and I'm from yeah, New York yeah, and yeah. they're professional. They're successful there. It was wonderful. Yeah. Good looking. Mm-hmm. Lisa Bonet. Hello. Girl yep. crush. Yep. Yeah. It was great. So when I say Rudy Huxville, again, I'm just fangirling. I, yeah. I can't believe it's a term of endearment. It's not, we're not trying to diminish her career. I can't believe Rudy Huxtable has found her way back into my life and I'm so yeah. happy about it. Okay. So she's saying noise saying that she's just not comfortable but she can't really tell him why and then she thinks he's blowing this out of proportion like plenty of married couples live separately and he's just like uh okay i don't know those couples Mm -mm. so now we get some sriracha i'm so excited Oh, she looked good she looked good she's here with the side eye she's not taking Mm -hmm. any shit so Noi tells Sriracha, so, so they sit down and uh, Noi's like, it's been a month. I have good. I have ba- bad. What do you want to hear first? And Sriracha's like, let's start with the good because my drink's not here yet. I loved it. So Noi tells Sriracha, they're very playful together. They have fun. Steve is very thoughtful and he really loves me. And Sriracha's like, wait, he loves you after a month? And Noi's like, well, I'm married a first like, time. That's like six years. And I'm like, girl, we hear you. Exactly. Because these episodes feel like six years. It has felt like six years for us as well. So then she says, Steve thinks she should be doing more around the house. And Noi's like, well, that's because you're jobless, basically. (laughs) Now, this is real weird. She tells Sriracha that Steve said when Noi works, it's for her. But when he does things around the house, it's for the both of them. What? Hmm. And Noi's like, I don't 
like, no, me working is to contribute to the house as well. Like, what are you talking about? And then he said something like, hypothetically, let's see if Noi can pick up more housework because I don't think she can. And Sriracha goes, hypothetically, why doesn't he get a job? (laughs) Yeah, I like that too. (laughs) Sriracha's like, this is all just real shady. Like, I don't like any of this. So Noi says, he keeps saying that he's waiting to come up for a plan for me to come up with a plan, but like, I don't know what it is. And then she tells Sriracha about the moving to Boston for a guy and she's not comfortable told, with combining their finances, but she never tells Steve. That's yeah. the problem. And I'm thinking that Steve needs, he's like a checklist kind of person. So mm-hmm. he's like, okay, mm-hmm. if I'm going to do this, then why are we doing this? Yeah. So we could get A, B, and C. We're going to travel, we're going to do have babies, and we're going to do this. This is why I'm doing it. It's like, because he's a he's a creative person. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. So he's yeah. like, okay, if I'm going to like put my creativity on hold, give me the reasons why. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, that might work for you as a creative person, but she's not coming from that place. And you need to understand she's worried about finances. You mm-hmm. need to reassure her that the finances are intact and yes. that you can still pursue your creative stuff. Like you have enough foundation or savings where you can do the creative stuff and work part-time and still contribute equally on the after show rudy huxtable asked noy how much money would steve have to have in a checking account or a savings account for you to feel okay and she wouldn't answer she's like i don't know i don't know so they pushed her they pushed her then she said 40 grand 40 grand is a low number when you're talking about being independently wealthy. Yeah. That's like the kind of money like somebody like Colty would have in the bank and claim he's like rich. Well, for the record, dear listeners, I do not have 40 grand in the bank. I have nowhere near 40 grand. <laughs> no, but I'm near. just saying like, if you're claiming you're okay and you don't have to work and you're kind of independently wealthy, I would be like, I would need, need a lot you more would than need 40 six grand. figures at least six yes. figures in your account. Yes. You would need a lot more than 40 grand mm-hmm. <laughs> in my opinion. All right. So Steve's video chatting with his sister-in-law and he tells the sister about Noi staying in her own home after decision day. And he's kind of cute because he's saying to the sister-in-law, like, is that okay? Do you think that's weird? Do I have anything to worry about? Mm-hmm. And then he goes, but there's something else too. Another passive aggressive social media post. Oh, no, I mm-hmm. just stay off of Instagram. <sighs> so we see this Instagram post where she wrote, the moment you start to wonder if you deserve better, you do. I would have a real problem with this. Leslie, what yeah. about you? Yeah, it's no, it's not good. And he's like, I asked her if it was about me. And she said, who is it about then, Steve? Come on. It's 100% (laughs) about him. Obviously. So then the sister says, look, she said it's not about you. You have to believe her. Like, you can only take her at face value at this point. And she says, it sounds like Noi needs space. And there's times where she's going to ask you for it. And there's times where she's going to push you away. And that's just human behavior. I don't think the sisters are very good counselor i think he's giving her the benefit of the doubt but but i don't yeah no Mm -mm. like this is this is more than she just needs space yeah like she doesn't feel confident that their relationship will last because he doesn't have the finances and the support that she feels she needs right sister needs to be like you need to get a job that will make her feel better period Mm -hmm. end of discussion 
So that's it. Now we got a little next time on. This is, this is literally what I have ready next time on more group sports. Why are we not done with this? (laughs) Uh, Pastor Cal and Dr. Pepper chat with each of the couples individually and O gets in a fight with Dr. Pepper. That's all I got. Basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's like bad mouthing her. And then they're like watching backstage. And when they come out, I was like, oh, this is what we need every episode. Surprise. Dr. Pepper just jumps out. And O looks like a kid who got caught like with the sand of the cookie jar. He's like, yeah. Oh. Like his mama just caught him mouthing off. Like she <laughs> scolded him. And then he's like, you're not busting me. And- <gasps> I know. I know. It's bad. All right. So where are we here? Okay. Like who are our winners? Who are our losers? Let's do it by couple. So what couple do you feel like is winning this episode? Winning this episode, you know, even though they're not going to win in life, (laughs) that sounds horrible, but they're not going to win as a couple because there's no chemistry there. Michael and Jasmina have come such a long, far away. I agree. I think they won this episode. I don't know, like you said, mm-hmm. if they're winning the long game here, but definitely won this episode. It was enjoyable to see them just laughing with one another, having fun with one another. Again, Michael's the hardest working man in reality TV right now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And which couple do you feel like I just want to, you don't want, you don't wish harm on anyone. You just want to put them in a box and put them in storage for like six years. Oh, Mark and Lindsay, go away. Yes, me too. I feel like Stephen Noy, like it's kind of a manufactured I think this is all producer driven because they really otherwise get along great. I think so. This is their one thing. And Katina and O, like they're just so combustible. Like they're, they just need to bang it out, period. And I don't believe that they have not. I do not believe it. Really? You think they've been banging? Yep. Yep. I do. Because mm-hmm. we've been fooled before a few yeah, that's times. True. I really think they are. Um, Mark and Lindsay need to go away. They they're, do. They do. they're not good together. They're toxic for us, the viewer. Yeah. We are in a toxic relationship with Mark and Lindsay. Yeah. No, go away. <laughs> and I still think, I still stand by what I said in the first few episodes. They are both good, decent human beings. Mm-hmm. But they just are toxic for each other. Like, oh. I don't know who did this. I think that the producers or the matchmakers thought, well, he's a chicken fingers kind of guy, but she has a refined palate and she likes plants. Let's put them together and see if he could take, you know, <laughs> learn how to eat like an adult, not like a four-year-old. And he's like, nope, 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 nope. All right, girl. So we're done. Mm, we're going to chat next week. Um, any other thoughts on this episode? No. I do have a thought in, about life. Just <laughs> at the time of this recording, it's Sunday tonight are the Grammys. And I just mm. wanted to say that um, friend of the show, friend of Sinister Girls, Allison Russell is nominated for three Grammys wow. um, for her album, um, Outside Child. So I'm wishing her the very, very best. She needs okay. to take home at least one. That album is amazing. If you haven't heard it, her name is Allison Russell and it's called Outside Child. It's just like, her album even made it to last year's Obama's like favorite album list. Wow. Like it's spectacular. Do you think think we can make it to Obama's favorite podcast list? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think he watches this show. (laughs) 
Could have um, been a little so more higher brow, maybe. Allison Russell will be yes. pulling for you. 100%. Yes, girl. Let's hope nobody gets slapped at the Grammys. Girl, I, I can't even touch that. <laughs> <laughs> like, All MC right, Hammer, you can't touch this. I ain't touching that. <laughs> All right, guys. So, Leslie, we can find you on Sinister Girls. Anything you're you're promoting? Just Allison, win that Grammy, girl. Okay. All right. We'll be we'll be watching. We'll be hoping. And tell um, us where they can find us. We are at six degrees of reality TV.com. And we also have an email because that's how fancy we are. It's info yeah. at six degrees at reality. Six degrees of reality TV.com. <laughs> You can find everything in the show notes. It's in the show yeah. notes. Just find us there. And I'm at Gen X. This is why we just did the eyes of Tammy Faye. Okay, uh, I'm going to listen to that. That movie was so good. It was Look so good. It was, amazing. It was so Andrew amazing. Bonfield was great too. They were I, great. They I were great. We forgot that he's mm-hmm. British. Yes. Yes. They were great. I loved it. It was really good. So this is part of our sub brand that we call time capsule, where we watch something that's current that covers the time period of Gen X. Okay. So that's what we did and we looked at it. It was really good. We really enjoyed it. So I'm at Gen X. This is why.com. All right, Leslie, I'll see you next week, girl. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.